BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello there. Hello Devin. Alright, so we're going to do something a little different tonight, but not yet. So Devin, first off, what do you have for us? A lie will gallop halfway around the world before the truth has time to pull its breeches on. I just saw that quote somewhere else. <laughs> I know exactly where you saw it. Did you send that to like us as a group or something? You, you saw it at the beginning of chapter six on the book, <laughs> Devolution. Yeah. I was like, where did I just read that? It's <laughs> <laughs> so familiar. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, that's a, that's a great quote. Um, yeah, but there's a, another version of it. You ever see the movie doubt? Um, yes. Philip C. Hoffman. Yeah, and I forget who else. Uh, Meryl Streep, Amy Adams. They're nuns. He's a Uh, priest. Maybe I did not, but whatever, okay. Um, really good movie. I think it was based on a play. But, um... Nope. Anyway, it's a a weird movie. the, The idea is, like... They think the priest had a, like a sketchy past with kids, you know, but no one's sure. Right, right. And he's really likable, but the one nun doesn't like him, but she's also kind of nasty. <laughs> so the whole thing, okay. you are kind of doubting both ways. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um. But he 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 gives. It's like during one of his sermons, and he's up there, and he's discussing. He's like, uh. uh uh, I forget. The, I think it was an accent, but I don't have to do it. He's like, in Ireland, there was a parish, and there's a, a woman saying, I, I talked about um, my sister-in-law in a terrible way, and now everybody thinks she's, uh, you know, really bad or something, or nasty. She did something terrible. I said it when I was angry, and, you know, she didn't actually do these things. She's like, now what can I do? He's like, well, I want you to take your pillow. 
She said, oh, okay. He said, go to the top of the tallest building in your town. Slice it open. I want you to dump out all the feathers. Let them fly all around town. And then when you're done with that, go pick up every feather. And she's like, well, Father, that's that's impossible. He's like, he says, and that is gossip. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like you, you don't you can't find them all. You can't like retrieve no, them all. You it's can't it's impossible all once it's yeah. once you've already put the thing out there. It, you cannot put them back into Pandora's box. Yeah, I like that. How it's like the lies already like ran halfway around the world before you even had a chance to put your breeches <laughs> on. Like, it's such a good. You know, it's like oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, gone. And um, it's nothing. Uh, <laughs> Nothing specific. I'm not. I'm not like. There's no one. I'm harboring some type of thing against. Like, no. Yeah. Spreading things. I just <laughs> the lies. I, I just love that. I love that scene. I have to send it to you. He's much more That's... intense. He does it much more intense. And he's looking at the the nun who he doesn't like. Um, Meryl Streep. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's a, just it's a fun one. Yeah, don't gossip, kids. To be, yeah. be unless you really have a good reason, and the person is maybe nasty to people. Then, yeah, then right. then I let some. <laughs> let I will definitely out. talk about people behind their backs because it's much. It's it's what, what, that's like a Seinfeld quote too. Like I'm not, not going to talk about him in front of his in front of him. It's just that's just mean. It's nasty. <laughs> Mm. yeah yeah that's um what was i gonna say something about i guess just uh the way people can say things and get like there's no i don't know there's like even now with ai where you can make ai make someone Mm. say something you know and they'll basically find their voice and do this whole thing in their voice so it's yeah. like how how do you even how like there's it's so the whole world is so quick to judge people and so quick to make assumptions and and just go off of whatever they hear people say and you know it's like it's it's like it's just impossible and that's like you said that's gossip it's impossible yeah. to control it um, and now gossip. even more so with AI where they can make you know make right. you sound like you said something <laughs> right. like now what do we they do can, you know, they like, can create new feathers right well maybe like actually. Uh, Maybe this is one of the benefits of AI that, like, if AI can do this type of stuff, then now, now, like, uh, well, not that it's a good thing, but like, you know, audio evidence would not be as strong anymore. You know, so well, then you'll then you'll really never know if something was true unless or right false. unless there's like right unless you have an eyewitness person who saw it who then is testifying. Yeah, so maybe you're going like, well, I I, I don't believe it because. You just right. end up not believing anything, if, right, if, yeah. whether that's good or bad. I think we're all kind of in that place anyway right now. Like, yeah. I don't know. What did you hear? Like, what? Did, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I know. Just... Well, so I think it was I was telling you about my student who yeah, wrote, yeah. like, a really eloquent thing for the, his artist statement. Uh-huh. Um, and I, like, I had seen his writing before, but, but I couldn't, I can't remember now if it was, like, uh, before AI was around, you know, cause I was like, I think it was like right, earlier this right. year and late last year, like, Oh, this is really nice. But chat GTP was around. Right. Um, but then I actually 
today, maybe today or yesterday, I was, I was helping another student and he was, um, you know, I was at one computer and then behind me, he was facing the opposite direction on his computer and he's sitting there like typing into his artist statement, just like, mm-hmm. like adding new information, you know, adding new stuff in. Mm-hmm. And just like, I can wa- I'm watching him write this like beautiful writing. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> like, there's my evidence. Like he actually is writing it. You know, it's just, it's just, his mind, the, his mind's voice is different than his voice, which is actually, yeah. You know, like, I that's feel great. Yeah, definitely. And writing is an art, obviously. So, well, depending yeah. on what you're doing, but it, everyone, it's like when someone learns you can sing or play an instrument. Really, you sing? <laughs> I I didn't know that. I never hear you sing. Like, yeah, I don't walk around work singing singing songs. That'd be weird. <laughs> or playing guitar. Like, yeah. It is weird though when you see like an actor, you know, singing. They're actually singing in a in a movie or whatever. I just Mm -hmm. saw a, uh, I saw a clip of the Kansas City Chiefs um, offense offensive line O line offensive Mm -hmm. um, offensive. doing like a Christmas song, and they're all like in the studio singing along, and it's a. What's it? Um, oh, Kelsey. The Kelsey. What's the Kelsey brother and, yeah. and all the other guys like singing along? I was like, oh, look at these guys. Look, they can sing. <laughs> Same idea. You have another. Yeah, you have a skill that's not. <clears throat> you have, <laughs> Just, you can have two skills at once. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, this the idea of of kind of um, uh, what's it? You know, stealing other people's words. What's the perjury? Not perjury. Yeah. Uh, um, whatever. Um, yeah. Corinne is right now actually uh like actually currently right now behind me in the in the other room she's finishing up her last of four writing examples or five writing examples that she has to do to apply for uh the high school that she wants to go to next year mm-hmm. and um it's a magnet school and so she's applying for fine art and she's applying for creative writing like both of them mm-hmm. just to you know kind of open up her options and also because she likes both mm-hmm. and um she's a a beautiful writer like really good especially um fiction like she's the way her mind thinks up characters and and builds you know plot line and and mm-hmm. you know illusion and and the way she writes people's <laughs> voice and like she does a really good job um i'll know, also say her uncle got her a few books on that too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> do plot lines and set up character arcs and <laughs> yeah and um and i was just thinking like you know they they still so they have you apply with these five writings then you actually have to come into the school or into one of the schools local school that all the magnet schools go to for writing and then they're actually writing in person so i guess that's yeah that's their fail safe right so if you have them come in and they write for whatever they write i think it's like a two hour time period they have to write a prompt on a prompt and um Mm -hmm. you know if their writing is not comparable to what they're turning in then right yeah, I mean, that's a good right. way. Yeah, you got to, yeah. like, take a sample size of anything right. that's coming in. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, but I was thinking of uh, singing and beards, I feel like, are the same in that both, if you can do it, you're a fan of it. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't, you're annoyed by it. <laughs> singing and beards, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like if people you can't can grow sing, beard, don't mind all. singing and choirs and musicals. I don't know, maybe not musicals. Oh, things, right. but, you know, it's kind of because it's like, oh, that's a fun. I recognize that's a fun thing to do. And same thing with beards. No one's ever been like beards are stupid. That can grow a really good beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 
<laughs> like we know why beards are stupid. We yeah, know you, you know why you it's think all right. that. You can't grow one. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, not everybody can grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to check on my so, posts. Uh, so yeah, so the posts were. Um, this is, yeah, that I know all this is new, and we're we're trying stuff out. We're really working on trying to find a way to, if not send out books. For a reasonable price, we're trying to get like a meeting place and things like this. Where this time, for the first time, we're going to try. Dustin came up with it to do it on the meeting on Instagram Live just to test it out. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the podcast, so we'll do maybe a thirty thirty minutes or something, and then we'll we'll kind of we'll continue on with like our kind of halfway review. We figure we'll do a halfway review because we can talk about what we think is going to happen. And, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and if you don't know, it's uh, Max Brooks's Devolution, a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. We have a book club. Also, if you didn't know, the EDC book club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. And we, so the other night, like, um, we were... Uh, going back and forth on some ideas about the book club and also some ideas of different logos. Um, and when I started right when I started drawing logos, then it was like a flood of logos. I was popping into my head. I was like, how about this? How about this? How about this? And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. You know, like thinking these other things. And actually, Nicole had a good idea of like a book that's kind of a Swiss Army knife. So, you know, mm-hmm. the book, like out of the pages come the different things that the Swiss Army knife would have, you know, knife, saw, scissors, such, such and such. Um, so that's kind of fun. And then just that, and you had the idea of, of, uh, like s- stacked books that you know, the, the edges look like the letters EDC. Right. Um, and then also your kind of little, uh, hiker guy trying to do the hiker holding a book, you know, with the walking, right. hiking stick and stuff. So right. I thought that'd be right. cool. Um, so I messed around with that one. Um, I also had like originally I had the idea of just like a book open with all the pages kind of flipping and then like different things maybe popping up with the, the EDC, um, mm-hmm. like a book, a uh, bookmark coming out that says EDC on it. And then the the other one, uh, I did like a Ben Hur version, which you thought of, which is kind of cool. So I did that on, um, yeah. EDC book, like EDC on one side and book club on the other yeah, side. It's like, a, if you don't know, it's like the side of a mountain almost right, sticking out yeah. like, yeah, like the Hollywood stone sign, but in in stone, and there's like things around it that represent right. what it is. Yeah. Um, um, I was so also thinking, Dust, yeah. if you if you do have the book, and I don't know if this would be too confusing. Like the the Swiss Army knife makes sense, but maybe instead of the things coming out of it as traditional Swiss Army knife stuff, right? It can be like narrative things. I don't know what, but like, right things that maybe that sense a, maybe like an it. actual sword or maybe a um, right. uh, a wand and then a shovel and then a mm. a tree or something and then flowers coming out of it. You know, just like all yeah. these story trope things. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It would, I think that's like, like almost it, a little a little harder to do. Like I think that might work a little better with the um, with like the the book open and the pages kind of flipping and like things could be flying out, mm-hmm. you know. 
like that mm-hmm. i don't know because mm-hmm. i think the fun the part the funny part is that it's a swiss army knife but it's a book right so the book is a book and then things are coming out from the book like a traditional swiss army knife would have yeah um so you know I don't know. I mean, I like the idea. I like I like what you're thinking. Like, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, what else could come out other than the little saw and the knife right. and the scissors and the nail file, you know, <laughs> and yeah. whatever else comes out, you know. You're going to have the, the toothpick the in the side of the book, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's very um, important. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun, like, kind of just going through, and, and I was like, I asked Nicole, you know, I was like, asked her what she thought, or, you know, I was like, give me any ideas, and she's just, like, playing on her phone, and I was like, come on, you're the graphic designer, like, help me out, and give me something, <laughs> and that's when she was like, mm, how about, like, a book that's a Swiss Army knife, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good, <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that, I was like, draw for me, and then she drew a picture, it wasn't very good, <laughs> I was like, okay, and then I redrew it the way I had it in my head, and I was like, that's better. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. You know, I was like, I just, that was her idea. So, and it just like get popped in her head. I was like, yeah, that's good. I like that one. So we're, yeah. So either we'll pick one or we'll have it up for a vote or we'll just do like a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Just for fun yeah, right. and let people pick. Make some stickers. Whatever, whatever they logo they want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's fine. Like, why not? You know, we can have a bunch of different ones. Like we're not starting a channel for it. You know, we're pro- as far as I know, unless it gets huge like we're not going to start a different instagram for it or anything like that uh maybe we will but um yeah you know, maybe just we'll do see. like and then if you did patches they'd all have the yeah. same like um frame or right. like thing yeah. around it like it could have the words every uh everyday carry book club right. like written out in the circle around the patch they all have that same like outer circle Right. With what yeah. it is, Every and then EDC in the book club, and our yeah. across the bottom or something, yeah, and then yeah. in the middle is the different logo, yeah, 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 like the uh, kind of what's that, the um, Mount Phillip Metalworks, you know, he's got the like oh, right, right. the circle with his name around it, yeah, a couple times, and then you know, you can flip it around and whatnot, yeah, I've seen a few other like that too, yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, so I was just I was mentioning that because I have sitting next to me a envelope um, from TD Bank North, my the com- the company that does our credit card, and uh, on the back of it are all the drawings. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I had that. I was like, oh well, that's on. That. So I brought it in so that way yeah, when we do the live, I'll show the folks. Yeah, I had something like that too. I don't know where it went. Yeah, I was just like doing it, it and then like, actually, yeah, I was on some scrap mail. Yes, yeah, mail. <laughs> I was looking. I was looking for the other, like I on this the back of this the drawing of the um, the Swiss Army knife book is the one on here is Nicole's version and not mine. So I was I went to look for my version. I couldn't find it. It was like <laughs> another scrap of something. So, <laughs> um, one yeah. one hot tip that I use as someone who can't necessarily, um come up with images off the top of my head Mm -hmm. i don't have that skill but i can recreate a lot of things you know Mm -hmm. um so what i'm trying to figure out ideas like that or draw things what i do (laughs) no what i do is i go to whatever subject i want and then just write clip art after it and google search it yeah yeah right so tree clip art book clip art that whatever and it yeah yeah it just boils it down to a hundred of the simplest versions of what you right. want. And then yeah. you can easily, and then it helps you understand what the object is and it helps you draw the object. Then I just, by eye, you look at it and go, okay, I like that and try to, you know, oh, that's yeah. what a stack of books will is good to look. And you can, you can get, right. you know, 
yeah, I don't yeah. I don't copy the actual stack of books that they have, but I know okay, that's right. That's how the angle goes. That's how it should look. And right. what are simple lines on top of it that they have already come up with that that show uh, the people looking at it what it is. In the yeah, most simple it's, version. yeah. Clip art, right? Clip art boils an image down to its key features right. that everyone recognizes. So if you say clip art of a seal, it's mm-hmm. going to have. A seal, and it's going to be the right shape, and it's going to have the flippers, and, and it's going to have his whiskers, and you know, like right. the things that a seal has that people realize that it's a seal and not we, just uh, whatever something else, you know. And we used it once for when you were one of the bows, maybe both of them, but the first bow where you were doing trying to do a feather on top. Oh right, yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know. We we're just discussing, like, how should I make it? To make it look like a feather, and then I just right. searched up. Clip yeah, it's like a line's coming from the spine of the feather. Right, coming no. from the outside. And is that a leaf or is that right, a feather? Right like away, the... it lets you know, like, oh, from a feather, come the splits come from the outside. Right. Yeah. It's just something like right away. Like, oh yeah, that's because if yeah. you do do it from the thing, you'll look like a leaf right away. Right. Yeah, and it's just those, like you said, it boils you know the imagery down to the key elements, and I always said that's. Um, that's the, the the difference between the way my mind works and the way Nicole's mind works as a, like the graph design mind is that her mind works like clip art when she goes mm-hmm. to draw something mm-hmm. like she can draw that the way it's boiled down for all the key features. Like that's the way it's, it just pops up in her mind. In my mind, when I think of something like I see it completely made and then in my head, like I see the real thing and then I got to figure out how I draw that thing, you know? So I understand, you know, from years of, going through art school and being an artist, you know, I understand perspective and I understand all these different things. I understand the basics of human anatomy and Mm -hmm. and bone structure and all that Mm -hmm. thing. So all those come to play in my mind, but really like when I go to draw it, I'm thinking, how am I drawing this to look like the actual elephant on the Sahara? Not, (laughs) not the symbols that make an elephant stand out as an elephant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, how is this? You know, I'm thinking of the actual proportions and like, I see the actual thing in my head. So that's what I want to draw. Um, so yeah, that's, and you know, obviously it's, it's funny when I've pl- multiple times I've played Pictionary with people and they're like, oh, you know, we can't play against you. You, know, you guys are all artists. And we're like, yeah, but that's not really how Pictionary works, right? Yeah. Pictionary is being able to draw really quickly in a way that mm-hmm. other people recognize what you're doing. So it's not really about being able to draw well. Now, obviously being out being able to draw well helps right <laughs> because it's like okay i know that it this helps thing... to yeah it helps to a degree though but it also yeah. might hinder just a little bit because you're right. taking time to make it look exactly like a tv and you start to maybe like draw do, like a tv you, in perspective it, right in perspective you're working yeah, on the right. corners and the this yeah. and that and the person <laughs> just does like a square frame with legs yeah right an antenna, <laughs> the antenna you know like, oh, and yeah, said, TV. oh TV. yeah right right exactly. you're still shading the edge yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah exactly that's why i'm always like no it's it's not about being a really good artist it's being out being, being able to get across a point as quick as possible i, being I love the most i love in, version i love in pictionary when you get so frustrated <laughs> that you just draw the same thing again next to it and like point to it harder <laughs> Everyone's like, you already showed us that you're just like look draw something this is else. as clear as i as i can make it <laughs> You're like, all right, let me do it again because if I do it the second time, maybe it'll be a little better, and they really get it. It still just yeah. like looks like like the Red Sox. They're like, it's not a sock. It's not a it's sock. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Right. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was fun kind of coming up with those things, and you know, 
just uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> racking my my logo brain. I was actually for a while I was working on a logo. I don't know if I sent you a picture of it. The AOC with the reflection of the AOC below it, but the the letters EDC. I think that was a bit. That was a lot. It is. It's tough. It's 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 not great, but I like the idea of it. Like it's a cool look. It looks like a runes symbol. You know, like it looks it like does. A You're right. It, it, thing, it, you know? it almost works. Yeah. Um. It's. I, uh, I, yeah. I'm not sure though if we should include AOC. Yeah. Maybe maybe like a small badge in the corner or something. Right. But it's almost we're trying to have a thing for everybody. Even right, though we'll right. still kind of run it, but it's like. Do we throw our name in there or not? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I mean, they I, still right. have. To, they still know that they got to come to the podcast to right. or, or to whatever thing we're doing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. If, it, if it gets that huge, we can we can discuss it. <laughs> yeah, right. Or we're making millions. Or a yeah, book club. All, all book club. <laughs> so a quarter, this is the trick all along. Profit, a quarter of profit per book. If we ever. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I keep yeah my 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 buddy um, guy who's who has he actually runs kind of a book business selling used mm. books so we talked a little bit about that but I'm I keep trying to cut him down on what he's saying things should cost <laughs> which is he's the business guy I'm totally yeah, not right. I'm like eh, we can't charge that much like <laughs> there's no reason to make that much even right. though you know like I said the top would be like five dollars that we split. Right, but yeah. I'm like, I, you know, that's not the point. Then, then they might as well just get their book from somewhere else. Right, you got to make it cheap enough to where. Yeah, they they it might almost have to be close bucks. to what they could. Yeah, maybe just yeah. a couple extra bucks, and that's yeah. paying for us for facilitating, the, obviously. And then you get a nice package yeah. every month without right, having yeah. to think about it, and without having right. to think about what book do I want to read next. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, like like I so said, there will be very little money made at all, if at all. Right. But it's just I think it'll be fun to do and see if we can get the books and send them all out and, and just everyone. Right. Yeah. Know. Yeah, that, and that's more I think you know like from what I could tell from your perspective, it's more about you know building the community, right? B- having the fun of the like group. Right. And by doing this, like, we'll get the books and we'll like stamp them, you know, and you get the official one and it maybe has some new stickers in it or something or, you know, like you get a bookmark. Like that's all. It's it's building the community. Right. We want people to do it because it's fun to be in a group. You know, it's like I want to do it. Yeah. Because mainly it's fun. And, you know, if we're at Maker Camp and I see someone with like a EDC book club patch. Yeah. It'll be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, heck yeah. And we can, you cool. can hand out books when you're there, Dust. <laughs> we got a book club member? EDC book club. EDC book club. <laughs> Here's our next book. Maker Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. Speaking anyway. of making things, <laughs> we are a making podcast. Um, this, uh, so I was, um, we, we just posted the, the um, cutlery set post on on youtube um the video for the cutlery set and that's mm-hmm. you know it's doing okay it's you know not great but whatever that's fine <laughs> um we got some good comments back on it which is kind of fun um but i've you know have just been kind of in a in a in a good fun kick of of doing small uh delicate detailed forging in general um 
and not that I've like done giant forging in the past, but you know, doing something like um, like a fork or a spoon or you know, or like I've I've done a, um, a penannular brooch, you know, the circular brooch with the pin that goes across, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just on Sunday I was out forging for a bit, and uh, Saturday or Sunday, whatever the like really beautiful day was, um, and uh, I forged a torque. So that's a like a Celtic necklace that's you know usually metal rigid that oh, comes yeah. around. It's open in the front with two kind of ends. So I'd been interested in doing um, a torque because I was kind of interested in doing like a long thin thing. You know, like how do I forge out something really long and thin and then do something decorative? So I actually did a uh, reverse twist, um, which turned out pretty good. So that's where you you like. Um, you start, I start in the middle and I twist one direction, like a 180 twist. And then I let that cool down and then I heated the next inch next to it. And then I did an opposite direction, 180 twist. And then I heated the next inch next to that. And then I did an opposite. So I kind of went back and forth and you get this really cool back and forth, um, twist design, which is really nice. So I did that along this, along the back and then the sides. And then in the front on either side of the torque, I just did, um, scrolls just like, you know, just rounded over maybe a turn and a half on both sides. So I was like, I, the idea was like, I wanted to do a fairly simple torque, um, just because I think at this point it's, it was more important to me to do one to like learn it, but also to try to make it kind of delicate and make it symmetrical, you know, try to make both things as symmetrical as possible. So like just trying to get the craft of it, um, as good as possible. And then like, after I do a few, like I realized it could be like a little bit thinner, you know, the whole, like I could forge down the bar even thinner to start with before I start my twist and stuff like that. And it could, you know, the one I made is, it originally fit me like I had it opened up so it could fit me around my neck, but it was pretty bit. It was pretty small, so I it, I, was, I gave it to Nicole and then fit it for her neck, and so it looks pretty cool. It was fun. It was nice. just like, again, one of those types of forgings where I'm just trying to like get better at hammer control and um, and learn some new things like the reverse twist I've never done before. So that was kind of cool. Um, and uh, and then I did after that, or I was kind of in between that and then, uh, working on like, you know, in, in my heats, when I put it back into heat up, I was, um, I put in another piece of steel and I worked on another, um, spoon. So basically the same thing that I did in the video, but another twisted spoon with the 180 twist, um, and just worked it a little thinner and got everything down, you know, like basically learning from that first spoon and doing another one, um, and trying to get it like everything a little bit more delicate, a little bit lighter and like the whole bowl of the spoon, a little thinner, but also a little bit deeper. Mm. Um, so that turned out pretty good. Like I'm much more happy with, um, like, I think the overall look and design is really clean of the first spoon. So that's all fine. It's just a little clunky, you know, it's a little big, everything's mm. just kind of sized up. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's like almost the same, just everything thinned down a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. more, you know, it's kind of closer to an actual spoon or, mm-hmm. you know, an actual, whatever mm-hmm. kitchen spoon that you get from a grocery store. So, so yeah, I was pretty, really happy with the way that one turned out. And actually it's funny cause I, I did the twist on the handle the same way I did the other one. So I did the 180 and I was like, oh, let me go all the way around. I'll do like 360. And it just did not look good. So I was like, oh, threw it back in the forge, <laughs> heated it back up, bent it back, you know, 180 degrees back to the original 180 and kind of hammered it out and flattened it out. And it was much better. So, <laughs> and it was, some of it was like, um, where it was, uh, twisting, you know, like it's, it's really important to get your heat 
wherever you want that twist, however long you want it, you have to have really even heat. Otherwise it's not going to be even, or it's like twist too much on one end and you know, the twists come together. So they're not like the whole twist isn't evenly spaced out. And I think that's kind of what happened with the 361. So I just backed it off and it was better, but yeah. Yeah. But they were cool. So, and actually, it's, it's uh, good okay. stuff. Yeah, I actually started uh, this evening. I popped over to Sean's, and uh, he had his forge up and running. He sent me a text, and was like, you know, you don't come by, stop by. We're just hanging out. So I went over there and um, and started working down another piece of bar stock just to taper it into a long square bar. And I'm going to do another fork um, just to try again, just to give it another shot, maybe make it a little bit longer before I, you know, to start off with before I do the twist, just so that way in the end, the fork is just slightly longer. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, making you know, it like, good. I was going to say like learning from like doing and learning, you know, cause that spoon and the fork were my first of those two types of things. Like I'd never done a fork like that before. I'd never done a spoon exactly like that before. So, you know, it's like, like Jimmy Duresta says, go to, go to school in the first one, you know, go to school in the first second, you know, first or second one, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, it's like, so I was doing it for the first time. I like, I knew I could do it. I know I, I dished out bowls and I, and I understood the idea of all of them. So I was like, well, I'll just, I'll do it, you know? And, uh, but yeah, definitely going back into it, just seeing, seeing and having the first one to be like, okay, these are the things that in the moment it was fine. But now I see after it's done and I'm holding it, I'm like, okay, these are the things that I think I should change. That could be better, you know? So, right. and you know, going back into it while it's still relatively fresh in my head and trying it again, you know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Kidding. But yeah. I was going to say, what, what's the word? Uh, I don't know, not sharpening. What is the... Uh, honing? Honing. Honing. <laughs> honing my ability. Honing the, the thing. Sense. and Yeah, and the design and just handling it. Yeah. Being with it over time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was like the main thing. I think the fork, I really liked that. Um, and I think... But it, but in like it was a little small just in general. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, the smallness actually works well for a portable carry on you fork it can be a little small but then the spoon and the knife need to be proportionate and the spoon and the knife that i made were then too big for that right so now i'm kind of like sizing down but i also think that fork is maybe just a little too small in general for me for my hand yeah. so i want to size that up just a little bit although i like the thickness of the bar and i like the you know the shape of everything that all worked fine it was just could be a little longer It'd be kind of cool to make a fork that could slip on the end of a stick so you could use it camping as a skewer oh right? that's so a like idea. cook a hot dog yeah and then i mean the, the only tricky part is you'd have to let it cool because <laughs> you know, you're right, not gonna yeah. pull it out of the fire and then grab it like a fork, but like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're but right. like yeah, it has, exactly. it has, yeah, yeah. you know, holes that are separate, a little, you know, apart, half inch apart, that you could right. stick the end of the stick through through three of them, and then yeah, it'd be like a, so it'd be a skewer, and then you could use it as a fork, right? Yeah, then you like you take it out of the fire, you you know. Take, that's shake the, off that's, whatever's on it and then right. and then uh yeah and then set it down in the grass or something to cool down you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or blow on it a little bit <laughs> yeah that's a cool idea i was yeah. you know i thought and and uh talking about the videos that we made you know we also put out two uh two shorts and reels on the two 
the the what the uh, the spoon and the fork mm-hmm. um and uh like thinking about that in the in the reel that we did of the fork there's the one talking part where i'm like you know a fork has a bend to it um the same way that the spoon does basically the same exact bend but i was like this one kind of feels like it wants to stay straight you know it wants to be right. flat like it was something right. about the the design you know it wouldn't have worked it would it would be fine but it felt better the way it was mm-hmm. but if if the handle did have a curve to it you know like handle curve up into the s curve into the tines then mm-hmm. that would be like maybe bent enough that you could actually run a stick straight through Oh yeah, you know, through the first one and then out the second one because it's got right, some bend right. to it. Like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Kind of cool, you know, because I think that would be a a nicer design than having like loops, you know, that kind of stick out because then that kind of gets in your way. It's like when you uh, when you use like the Boy Scout, you know, fork knife spoon thing that they kind of interlock oh, right. it together with the right. little like uh, locking things. Well, then it's like the 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 spoon has these like knobs on it you know that, that would, like yeah. work with the other things but it's always kind of kind of annoying but yeah but yeah i mean that was those are fun just like doing stuff in the forge is always fun and just practicing those skills and uh you know trying some new stuff but also um coming away with something that i would like um nicole i, I think if I, I can't remember if i mentioned this maybe i did she asked me to do a uh antlers from like a ahead um to make like a circlet with antlers coming from it um Mm. for a for a christmas present or for a present like that i asked her if she wanted something and um so i've kind of like uh, the idea was that i would go out and practice that one first to get the idea of the shape and also because it's something that i've wanted to do that's similar to what she wants but not exactly so i was like well let me just practice this first because she likes the reverse twist and she thought that would be kind of cool to have that as part of it as well so like, well, I'll do this one that I had in my mind first, try to get that done, see how it works out. And then that'll give me, that'll be that, like, that'll be the first one, right? Going to school in that one. And that by the time when I do the one for Nicole, I already have part of that already done. Yeah. Now the idea of like starting with some bar stock and then cutting off a piece or like splitting it at some parts where I could bring up antlers and then splitting those that I can see how it all like turns out in my head or I can see the process, but the actual, like the form and all is like still kind of floating around there and the actual, you know, the process of doing it is a little crazy. So I'll probably have to do just a little test one where I just have a little piece of bar stock that I cut into, you know, slot it and then bend it and try to shape it and see how it works. Um, you know, I think the hardest part with that is, uh, with any time you're doing any kind of delicate forging is, um, being able to manipulate the steel in a way that you can actually shape the things that you want to shape. Right. So if I want to like start with a bar stock, uh, slot, slit, like cut a slit down it so that way I can bend up a piece. And then from that piece, slit it again so I can break off another fork, you know, another tine of the thing. So you're kind of like splitting these things out to break it, but then, okay, well, how do I then round that piece that I have now cut out? Cause now it's like this sharp, you know, angular pointy thing. So then I have to kind of heat it and bend it straight out and then shape it and then bend it back into place and then like bend the next one straight out and shape that. And so it's like, it's very much of a a process of like shaping and moving steel and holding it and doing like having the right process of steps. That way you come to the end with this thing. That's not all fucked up because you've, you know, bent it all over the place and you hammered it too thin and you know, yeah. It's fun. It's it's like a puzzle, you know, trying to trying to uh, 
like solve a puzzle, which is right. always kind of cool. And, and then, you know, and then if you watch it as a short, it seems like the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, like right. it, people say it, you make you know <laughs> it's easy when you see the full video. Like wow, you really. <laughs> But at least you see some of the time that it takes on a one-minute thing. It's like <laughs> that twist, that twist, adjust, done. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh man, that really, you really did such a good job. Made it look so he's easy. He's amazing. <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are fun though. I am, you know, putting up the you you edited the shorts, which are cool. You know, put clip together everything into a minute, and then I just yeah. put the text over top of it. It feels a little dirty, but it's you know, <laughs> it's it's what people do now. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you know. I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean it feels dirty as us reusing the same stuff. Right. I. I just mean like yeah, changing the the whole format of the thing right, into another right. thing. I mean, you hope it's like a trailer for your channel. Yeah. Right. That's, that's why I kind of see like, oh yeah. wow, that guy did that. I like what he did. I think i like him like good enough but yeah i I don't know i don't know how much how many people go from that right from reels over from reels over to the person that created the reel because half the time the thing the person you're being shown by the person that's showing you the thing Mm -hmm. it's just some recycled thing that they don't even own. You know what I mean? Half the right. time you see a video, it's like, oh, from from blah, blah, blah. It's not even the same guy. It's just some company that pumps out yeah. a bunch of these things. Right. Or they don't even know where it's from. And they're like, DM for credit. Like, yeah, right, right. So it's just someone like DM. grabbing yeah. a bunch of people. Right. I mean, That's personally, crazy. but see, I'm not that heavy into Instagram. But I, I don't think I've ever like gone from, well, maybe like a few times. You see someone's, you know, a new person's short right and you're like oh i gotta i gotta ch- see who this person is yeah i've done that a couple times but not yeah. often um, right. it's kind of just like oh that was cool next because it's so quick you're like i move on yeah. to the next cool thing i mean that's that's like so theoretically with instagram you're only seeing people that you follow until you get into reels because then it goes into a different thing well, yeah, where it's just yeah. like feeding you right. the reel right right now obviously they definitely instagram will also feed you things in your normal stream like oh you might like this because you like this other guy which is fine um but i i guess like in the time that before reels were really a thing um i was you know i was very happy with just seeing the things from the people i follow like that was fine right, right. um but now seeing reels and occasionally flipping through a few um it is that it is the platform to learn from about new people you know and and reels will kind of obviously they kind of adjust themselves to the things you like you know that shows you a lot like i often i don't follow or i follow one sailing account and that's from uh sail gp usa team but Mm. i will often click on one of the like three little real uh, snippets that they show you as you're scrolling through. Um, mm-hmm. It's like three next to each other. Like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. If it's a sailing video, I'll be like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'll click on that. And then it like, so it knows that I'm like, you know, I'm scrolling through sailing reels from different like quantum sales or whatever, North mm-hmm. sales, you know, videos of people sailing or giant yachts or a race, you know, happening between a couple boats. Like, you know, that type of stuff. So like, I mean, I'm okay with that, you know, it's, yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know what it. I don't know. 
YouTube Shorts. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, you know, it's it's they want you on their platform, right? The longest amount of time you can be on it. Mm-hmm. It used to be that you know you could have people watching the same guy, the same few people a lot. It's right. like, well, if we can also feed you reels that are real quick and you mess around your phone for two hours a day, yeah. you know, every little <laughs> yeah. spare minute you get, that's fine too. Because yeah. we got you for two hours a day, like, or whatever it is, you know? Right, yeah. It just, I don't know, it goes away from helping the creator and it just helps right. Google, YouTube. Yeah. I don't know, it's a weird thing to try to figure out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and sometimes it feels like you said a little dirty. You know, you're like, that's not that's not what I yeah. wanted from the original thing. You know, it's like, right? I don't want to do that. It's not what I. It's not what I wanted. You know, like stop <laughs> it. I don't want to do that. That's not what I want. This whole platform. Right. It's it's not going the way I want it to go. Like it's, it's not like going. We the started direction. this because we wanted to make a rock and roll band, and now everyone's forcing us to do a like a disco album. Yeah, it's yeah, like all right, right, we can do it. Like you can dance to it. I guess it's it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but we're trying to make stuff that lasts. Right. <laughs> Not a... <laughs> yeah, know. I was just watching... uh, uh was a... Um, tested Adam talking about something. I forget what it was he was talking about. But it's one of the snippets from his live videos he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about a guy that he used to be around or know. I can't remember his name. But um, maybe it's the guy... It's the artist Milton, Milton Avery? Is that it? No. Milton somebody. I forget. But uh, it's the artist who, I, th- I think if I'm thinking of the same story, the artist that uh, came up with the Love logo, or the or I Heart New York, that one. It was like the mm-hmm. I Heart New York. Mm-hmm. So he came up with that logo, and he got like no credit. I mean, he got credit for it, but you know. But he's like, that logo has made people tons and tons of money, and oh, not yeah. him, you know. Right. And um, I think another quote from him, which is what I was getting at, was uh, something along the lines of, um, if you do something great or if you do something, um, that's what people are going to know you for. And that's what they're going to want you to do every time, mm-hmm. you know, like, like if you do this thing, people will want to see that thing. Cause that's what they know. But like, even if you want to change up and do new things, they're still going to want to see that original thing. You're always, you're going to have to do that forever. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's sad sometimes. No, I th- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think, you know, obviously we have, a, we have a different type of community where we can, you know, or depending on what you want, like, it's, it's it, I guess it depends on how much you are dependent on the audience to, to make sure you live the life you want to live. Yeah. You know? So in our in our circumstance, we're not dependent on the audience to to be able to live our lives. It it's nice when the audience agrees and they give us tons of views, you know. But um, we're not dependent on them um, because it's not our full time job to be content creators. Now, if it's your full time job, then you might need to be more adaptable and more, uh, you know, willing to change and do what the audience wants. 
Yeah, I will say if you did change totally and it still didn't work out, then you really feel bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> you like hoard yourself out. This guy. Like, oh wow. <laughs> at least you have money. If you, at least you, if, you, if, you, if you at least if you like sell out, but you get the money, it's like so what? Like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like if 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 YouTube could tell creators this is, is exactly the video need you need to make, right. you know, ninety five percent of the people go all right, sure. Like I'll try that, yeah. but no one knows. So you try stuff and it sticks or it doesn't like but i don't know yeah. like i said shorts feels a little dirty but it's fine because it's just another way to get people to see your stuff and yeah i think they're cool to make something into a minute like doing something from start to finish in a minute i think is it's interesting and i don't mind editing it like it's kind of fun to edit to right. really figure out boil it down to what are the few shots you need out of this like 35 minute timeline what should i grab and stick in there yeah but yeah so yeah we are. cool um all right so uh do we want to do recommendations now instead of a- I, after the yeah i don't know how stuff? we'd wrap it up so we uh, like we said before we're gonna try to go on instagram and i guess you guys can see this yeah. later and go back and see it on dustin's on the art crash and chip um yeah, so so we're gonna what we'll do is we'll kind of wrap up the podcast here, but we're gonna continue the podcast. We're gonna do the first <laughs> kind of so we're wrapping up the normal podcast. That's what I was saying. If we want to do like the recommendations now, that way if people aren't necessarily or they don't want to listen to yeah, it, if you're not into books, <laughs> yeah, if you're not into books, those people. Uh, <laughs> although everyone who's been listening for the last week has just listened to us a couple weeks has been listening to us talk about, about books. books. We don't care. Book we don't want to read. So we want to hear about what you're doing. <laughs> well, we talked about the. Uh, actually, I got a good comment from a guy. Um, he was a, a YouTuber and said he said he really enjoyed the last podcast, especially from someone who is a content creator. Uh, he said it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Um, so my recommendation this week, and I, fi- I figure we'll do this now, and that way then we'll switch over into the into the half of the book review, um, mm-hmm. is the show Elementary uh, with Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller, I think. Um, and it's a uh, it's a Sherlock Holmes TV show. Uh, this is yeah. one that came out maybe fifteen years ago or so, ten years ago. Um, and uh, so Corinne over the last maybe five or six years has gotten really into the different Sherlock movies and shows. And, um, we saw like the, the Sherlock, what's it? Uh, Enola Holmes, you know, like his sister, those movies, which were really good. And then we watched the whole, uh, five series of the, um, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman Sherlock show from BBC, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. just amazing. Um, and then, so recently I just picked up from the library, the first season of elementary, um, which is a really cool show. And I think they do a really good job of, um, kind of doing a, a, a New York version of Sherlock Holmes. So, you know, the, the main premise is that he was in, in London, like he was, you know, working with the, um, whatever the, um, London police, uh, Scotland yard. And, um, and then, for one reason or another, had like, got really into drugs and <laughs> basically had to go to a rehab facility. And so he came to he, his father basically told him like, you have to go to rehab or basically you're be out on the street like no more money like whatever. So he went to this rehab facility and then now he's in New York City, and he's and Lucy Liu who plays Joan Watson, a female Watson, which is kind of fun, is mm-hmm. his. Um, 
is his sober companion. So she comes <laughs> to be with him to be like, it's supposed to be six weeks that she's like living with him 24 seven. And she is his like companion person, person to help the transition from, you know, rehab into daily life um, and test him and make sure he's not, you know, doing drugs stuff like that. So, but you know, her character obviously now becomes the Watson, right? So it's the Holmes and Watson duo. And it's just a really awesome, I really like their, um, you know, like the way they work back and forth. I like, I like their dialogue. I like their, the interplay, like the female male interplay, which is fun, you know, because it's not like a sexual thing, but there's still <laughs> that, there's still that thing there. That's always the different between, you know, men and women It's different from men to men. So mm-hmm. it's an, it's a, it's a good show. We, uh, so we watched, the I mean I've seen episodes from when it was on TV, but we just started watching it the other night, and Corinne was like super addicted. <laughs> She's like, I want to watch another. I want to watch another. It's so good, so good. So that's fun. So yeah, so that's my recommendation this week is Elementary uh, with uh, Lucy Liu and Johnny Limo. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt either because Lucy Liu was smoking hot. I always thought she was so cute. So oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Oren Ishii. Oren Ishii. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay, mine is, it'll be because I just bought something from him, and I think you're going to, too, uh, Evan Watson, the, mm. hand, the hand engraver, <laughs> which we've had on the podcast, and we know from Maker Camp, and yeah. he's a uh, friend of ours. Um, yeah. He does great, like, hand engraving, and he's been doing these, like, awesome watch faces, mm-hmm. really cool stuff, and putting watches together and selling those, which I think are awesome, and wrote a really cool, like, interesting idea to mix those two kind of arts together. Yeah. Um, but he's also selling uh, $20... Like Penny stocking keychains. stuffer engraved pennies. Oh, damn cool. So <laughs> I, I just bought one. So if you want nice. a piece of like, definitely a piece of art from someone who can do it oh, yeah. great and do it well. They they look really cool. Buy yourself a little lucky penny. You yeah. know, it says keychain or whatever. But um, so I, I just got one nice for my wife. So I'm going to put that in her stocking. Nice. Yeah, I, I bought one for myself. <laughs> I was like, nice. I saw him post that was like twenty dollar keychains. I was like, what? I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, count me in! Like instantly, he was like, oh, thank you so oh, much. <laughs> oh yeah, twenty twenty bucks. Come on. Yeah, man. And you know, he's such such a good artist, like such a good craftsman. Like what he does, the hand engraving is so high quality. Right. Um, you know, to have something from him that's like done by his hand with like this amazing engraving, you know, even something as small as a penny, like it's for twenty dollars to get a keychain and get get this person's art, you know, like for that small amount of money that's like a piece of what they do. Where, you know, he's selling hand engraved watches for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, like Like that's a no joke game, you know. Like he's like top yeah, tier. No, yeah, it's stuff like that. You can't stuff, get yeah. that person's art for very much. Yeah, you, it's like getting any any artist that you really respect. Yeah, uh, either their stuff is going to be expensive, and that and the engraving is self evident at the time yeah. it takes and why you're spending the money, which yeah, some right. art isn't. We all know that. Like some people are like, why would I buy that? I can do that. Or some something along those lines. Right. <laughs> this, you know you cannot do. And yeah. you know it took time. So it's just to have that. <laughs> so go get a penny from him. I'm sure he's got a bunch yeah. of them. And, you know, if you put it out there, like, it's such a steal. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, so check him out. He's a great guy. He's been on the podcast. We'll have to have him again on soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. 
go buy go buy some pennies from him. Sweet. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, All right, so uh, hang I'm, with us. We're going to what? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to transition. So I'm going to I'm opening up Instagram now and I'm going to go live. Uh, so oh boy, this is going to be shaky, folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> some of us have done live before. This is shaky. <laughs> All right, there we go. Okay, so I'm going live, Dev. You, I'm not going to invite you. You just have to just ask to join, and then you can Wait. join. Okay. Um. So just open up Instagram, and you'll see at the top my name will pop up, or you'll see a little thing that says "There are craftsmanships going live now." Do we we want to um, do a summary first of the whole thing? Uh, let's do it live. I, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm before we oh. jump on Instagram. I know we're discussing it now. Also, kind of live on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. But do we want to like jump on? I guess we'll talk about the book and then talk about like give a summary of the story up till then. Sure. Yeah. And then and then we'll do some predictions. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Cool. All right. Here we go. And live. Three in three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back. All right, we're live. Uh, you're watching. I'm recording the podcast currently. It is 10:37, and uh, Devin's about to join me. Um, as soon as he does, then uh, there we are. There, the camera guy joined. So as soon as uh, Devin joins me, then we're going to get into talking about the um, the book from the EDC Book Club. All right, view request and. Go live with the Art of Camera Guy. I did request to join. Yes, it's going up now. Hello, there's B-Cone Knives. All right. Um, so, Devin, did, are you joined? Here we go. I think so. There. All right, just turn yourself oh. around. So we did a little test beforehand to see how this would work, so we'll see. Should be good. Um, Big Bear Custom Metals on here. Look at all these cool. LG Craftworks. All right, so here we are. I have my audio down. So hopefully everything, everybody can hear everything. So welcome, guys. Um, we're doing uh, recording the podcast currently, and this is the end of the podcast. And I just said this for everyone listening to the podcast, but we're just reiterating it for the people that are jumping on now. Um, we are going to talk about Max Brooks's de-evolution or de-evolution. Um, the EDC book club, we're going to do a little bit of... Uh, synopsis and then some predictions because Deb and I are both equally 51% through the book. <laughs> yeah, up to chapter 12. So yeah. there we go. Um, yeah, so here's look, there you go. Those of you who saw this on um, on Instagram, open immediately. And actually, I want to show this real quick. So I actually got this off of a, uh, a Maryland uh, driver <laughs> like the uh, what's that called? Um easy easy pass you know it was like <laughs> action required open immediately i was like i want that for my bookmark it's perfect <laughs> all right so yeah so edc book club um we have we have been reading this book we started a couple weeks ago and um Devin and i have made it about halfway so we thought it'd be fun to do a synopsis and we figured it'd be fun to do it live um so that way if you guys are reading along um then you can also um you can watch this video to see this, and it's also on the podcast. It'll be there, too. Uh, spoiler alert. Not a real spoiler alert, because we're only halfway. There'll be, there won't be any ending spoilers, because we don't know. So we're going to do predictions. Um, <laughs> so, Dev, you want to do uh, like a synopsis, or do you want to start a synopsis? 
Yeah, I can try. Um, you'll have to help me. So I didn't. I didn't write it down. This is all new to us. Oh so yeah. Like said, this is our <laughs> first one. Um, so yeah, you showed it right. See, I can't see your. I can't oh, you see can't your see feet, me. but I have it up on the I computer now, so I can see it. Um, oh, at, at my nice hardback Hard that I haven't back. used Boo. to read. I have the Kindle. <laughs> um, so, like it says on the cover, a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch massacre. Um, mm-hmm. So you basically have a bunch of where are they from? Uh, this is uh, north northeast. No, I'm so sorry, yeah, they're from like Portland and all those those places. Yeah, right? they're they're close to Seattle. I think it's like a they're hour kind of like from Seattle. Hipster yuppie family people and. Um, and what they decide the it all is from the viewpoint of this woman who goes with her husband, and they go to this community called Green Green Bridge. To, I, there's a map here. I'm trying to find. <laughs> I don't. Uh, here's. The, let me see if I can show the map. Oh yeah, actually, they do give you a nice uh, little map. I do like the map. It's cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so there's there's one, two, there's six families, and they're all in this this circle around one common house in the middle, and they're trying to start a little like commune, but without all the work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but it's yeah. like a tech thing where they're like, this girl's des- de- describing in her journals like, there's Wi-Fi everywhere. I love being out here. I hike every day. Like everything starts out really. Um, really nice obviously and then i mean it has to it has to uh devolve into a uh (laughs) an issue because it wouldn't be very much fun to read the sasquatch massacre yeah so from there uh she gets there with her husband and i don't know what you think but well she doesn't like him very much in the beginning right because he's like laid off and i guess like from what we've from what we've read so far um her brother was one of the members of the like collective of people who lived out there and her brother and his, I think husband or something. I don't know exactly why he had to leave, but cause we haven't read that yet, but he had to leave and he suggested his sister and her husband move into their spot. So they did. And so they're there with these other families. All the other families already know each other cause they've been there a little bit longer, but they've just moved in. And so they're getting to know the different people. Um, and getting the lay of the land and and then um i guess not too too long into when they've been there maybe only like a a week or so um Mm -hmm. or a couple weeks uh mount rainier explodes and you know erupts (laughs) explodes It, it explodes and um and in doing so it um it it severs their hard line because they have wi-fi there because they're really they're like out in the in the wildernessy area that there's like you know tons of unpopulated area land around the country but especially out there in the you know the northwest it's like very uh tons of secluded areas so they're in the middle of this really secluded area now they're like an hour and a half from seattle but they're in this dense you know secluded area and but they wanted to have this place that was um you know very self-sufficient so everything is uh, like solar powered as well as um, they have like geothermal heat. And then they also have uh, methane collection units under their houses for power and other right. things, you know, and like um, 
but their uh, their internet connection, so their connection to the outside world, was an actual hardwired connection because they were like, well, we want to do something other than just like, you know, uh, satellite. We want to have something that's actual hardwired, so you won't ever lose speed for your connection. But in the eruption of Rainier, that line is cut. Right. So they lose all their connection to the outside world, other than the radio, because their cars still work. They do have like cars there, and so they're able to listen to them on the radio. Or the whatever the one car thing that they had there, and uh, and then there's this um, like I forget what it's called. It's a, a word they use that that describes a basically a flow like a land mass flow like mud and things. Oh, that, yeah. You know, so it's like what you would imagine uh, uh, like lava, but not lava. It's like everything that's heated and melted and slid, you know, like landslides, have basically cut them off. Their only road. They've cut them off. Uh, to the outside world, so they actually can't get out, um, and so they really quickly devolve into a. How are we going to survive? <laughs> kind of like the word. different families. That <laughs> none of us can use that word. <laughs> devolve. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, a devolution. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so so they're like trying to figure out what they're going to do, if they're going to try to survive, if they're going to just wait, if they're going to depend on their friends and family to reach out to them and, and like who has like, you'd see their personalities change and things. Um, and there's this, uh, this one couple that's like the, um, like the iconic, like the wife is a model and she does uh, yoga on YouTube uh, and stuff. And, and they're, the husband, they're like the, the influencer power couple. Like, yeah. And they're very, and, um, they're very like in charge and they're very like confident and make sure everyone's like happy and trying to make sure things are going well. And then at one point they're just like, they like just disappear. And the main character can't get a hold of him. She's like, keeps ringing the doorbell and knocking on the door. And she just hears like the whir of their elliptical well, and they, and they stuff disappear like because the, the crap hits the fan. Right. Mm-hmm. So once it explodes, oh, right. the, hus- the husband goes apparently to go look for help. The guy, but he comes back all shell shocked. Yeah. Right. And like all his cool, like in, in the book, the, uh, mm-hmm. the girl has, she likes him. Like she's like, oh, that's a real man. My husband, blah, blah, blah. This right, guy yeah. has control of the room. He's like this alpha guy. And then, uh, but, but once he comes back, when he, he's seen something real, he falls apart. And then yeah. the, his wife is also still trying to run things. Cause at this one point, spoiler alert, these are all going to be spoiler alerts up to halfway through the book. Right. Um, <laughs> There's a couple with a daughter, right? Is it boy or girl? That's a girl. Yeah, Palomino. Right. So there's a, a a cougar or some type of mountain lion that is right. about to attack her, and they they rush in, and one of the neighbors, she you know kills the or stabs it, and it runs off, right. and the one main chick is super upset about it, like you didn't have to do it. That's just what it's meant to do. Like it, it wasn't gonna attack her. It wasn't it was gonna just, attack yeah. her. It was just like, but. It seems like it was going to. So she, and then it's kind of publicly defeated in that. Everyone's like, well, we needed to do that. So they disappear. So halfway through the book, they're, we don't even know. We don't know where they are. So we can do some. Uh, right. <laughs> so. And yeah, there's, like I said, there's like one point where the, 
where the main character she goes to their house she's like knocking on their door and she she hears the sound of what she thinks is like the elliptical and she sees that like maybe the tv is on and she sees a shadow like cross in front of the tv because she can't really see in but you know she's mm-hmm. like her blinds or she sees like a shadow cross over and then cross back over so we're assuming they're still in the house you know we're assuming that they're just shut in and trying to figure oh, something out i definitely out, but... think they're there for sure. Okay, okay. so th- that's the summary. I think that kind of brings everyone up to date. Well, no. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. okay, so go right. So the the things start happening, and then the neighbor, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Mostar. Mostar. Yeah, she um got yeah. So she like she kind of pulls our main characters aside, the main couple. And she's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Like, you're going to clear out the garage. Like she's saying to the husband, oh, Dan, yeah, like, like right you're, away. Do, you're clearing out the garage, go in there right now, do this. Like you got to bring in dirt. We're going to make it a garden. We're going to do this. Like she, her mindset is like, we need to survive. Right. What are we just looking at? Time. I'm just showing the, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so, like she gets them kind of going in this like okay you're gonna help me and we're gonna catalog all the food we're gonna like go into survival mode and but they're not really letting the rest of the community into this quite yet because i think most are knows that if she kind of pushes this onto everyone they're all gonna freak out so she she understands that she can control the main couple because they're the they're the least confident and um she gets them going not the main couple but the the couple the main characters the, the point of view right right yeah, the main right. characters, the, yeah. the the wife who we're reading her journals because the whole the whole book is written through like her journals, so we're reading her journals. It's her and then her husband Dan. So the she kind of gets yeah she gets them like going right away, um, and then slowly the rest of the community starts understanding and doing the same thing one way or another, and then <laughs> they hear like they they all get woken up in the middle of the night because they hear this crazy screaming and stuff in the woods and they're hearing this like what what they think is the cougar fighting something else in the woods because they hear the sound of the cougar like roaring and then they hear this like deeper heavier roar go along with it and then this like sounds of battle that are happening in the woods between the cougar and something um and so they don't know what it is uh, they think maybe it's a bear, you know, who knows, whatever. And then, um, and then a couple nights later, uh, they're hearing like another sound or something. Um, and the main character, she, she keeps smelling this really like rotten egg smell, like trash smell every time mm-hmm. she's hearing this thing or whatever. And then a couple nights later, they hear something else or something happens. And she basically looks out the window and she sees a super tall, hairy ape-like thing (laughs) standing in her backyard and then like running up into the hill or something and then she's like she can she she says she sees these like glowing dots in the like in the woods staring back at her right um so she obviously sees what she now believes to be bigfoot and she also thinks she was kind of chased by one to a degree right yeah she saw something in the road that she thought was a big rock and then it it stood up Right. And as she ran, she thought she felt the same thing near her. So there's been a few encounters. Yeah. But nothing totally clear yet. Right. Yeah. So obviously the book is called the, uh, 
what's it, the, a firsthand account of the Rainier Sasquatch massacre. So we know yeah. that's where it's going. Um, but now we're starting to see this and like, and they're, they're having, starting to have these discussions between the group and they don't want to say like it's Bigfoot because that's going to freak everybody out. But they also, they're like all coming to the same conclusion. Like, well, what's this thing? What's this sound? Like who could come down? Who's in these woods? Like, is this a bear? Is this, this, like, you know, there was this big like compost bin that's, bolted to the ground that was basically torn off the ground and ripped open and eaten and stuff and so oh maybe that was what she that's what woke her up is because she heard it you know doing mm. that or whatever but uh but yeah so now we're right on the like the the crux of this like something big happening and uh yeah i think you sent me a message like two or three nights ago and you're like all right are we gonna talk about it what's going on we're we doing halfway because you're like i'm halfway you like sent a picture of your kindle and it's like 51 percent <laughs> right Chapter and i was 12. like maybe 50 pages or so behind you so um i did so that- i did kind of realize that uh you know if we do this if we continue to do this and we want to like read and stop and discuss if we want it to be like a pure discussion of like what we really think is going to happen we will have to wait so it's like okay well are we going to say, okay, from, from now on, we'll give ourselves like two weeks to read the first half of the book. So like, if you don't want to get there too quick, like spread it out some, <laughs> cause like, that was yeah. the thing. I was like, now we got to wait a couple of days before I can read more and I'm See, interested that, in reading more. So I don't that's, know. Yeah. That's where I'm not, I'm not sure about maybe we just complete it and we all, discuss it but i kind of like the idea that we're going to take some guesses about what happens and see how far we're all off yeah i agree you know yeah. um yeah yeah <laughs> so that was the summary um right so we got instagram lives going we got some people watching yeah um a live podcast this is donnelly brothers yeah yeah daniel donnelly's here jd yeah. custom knives is here as a bunch of a bunch of good people Beacon recommendations yeah, yeah so i know everyone hey a live podcast for the first time ever even though we're not doing the thing that we normally <laughs> do we're doing something right, doesn't exactly. make we're doing a book club everyone's like oh lame <laughs> yeah right Let's they're talking talk about, about bigfoot <laughs> we're talking yeah. about books but yeah so but yeah so folks are that are here Oh, there's Roy from Crest Iron Crest Center Ironworks is here, um, but yeah. So if you're interested and if you are reading along with us and you want to comment now and you like let us know what you think might happen, and that's what kind of what we're talking about now is what our what our uh, guess is. You know, making some guesses on what's going to happen next. What's the book you're just talking about, Max Brooks Devolution? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to do a book, maybe depending on the size. This one's pretty small, so we will take a month. But if they're bigger, we're going to take, uh, you know, maybe up two months, depending. Yeah. We don't want it to be such a rush. But now we're excited about reading it, and I had to stop the other night because I wanted wanted to keep going. Um, yeah, and then, and then around the halfway point, we'll do something like this. I don't know if we'll always be on Instagram, but so people can jump in, and they could even join, like, if you read it. Yeah. want to join and talk about it but um yeah i think it would be fun to do a live um like at the end or i guess like that's the whole point it's like we want their we want the community um interaction as well so if people are reading along you know we'll kind of um you know we can kind of post along the way too like now now we know that we're halfway through so it's like okay well if we're halfway through and it's been two weeks since we started reading it well then maybe another two weeks so if people are reading um reading along with us and you want to join us at the end maybe we'll do like a youtube live or something um because the network's a little bit bigger um 
but that'd be kind of fun because then we can like do more discussion like actually have a discussion of it and chat with people although instagram is kind of nice because we can have some people like join in so if people want to join with us and chat with us while we're here we can do that as well yeah, yeah. um so we'll see how that goes but uh all right but, so what do you think I'll say what I th- well, before. Just what do you think about the book? I think the way Max Brooks he did for people who don't know he did World War Z, and the zombie survival guy, which I really liked, and they're all yeah. like in that first person, like someone telling a story about what happened. It's good. Um, I think it, this one's a slow start. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, my buddy Guy did not like it. He went through four <laughs> chapters, and he, I, he's still reading it because I, told I was going to say, Dan, he's like, I'm but dead. He, he was like. This is boring. She's she's complaining about how much she doesn't like her husband. That's about it. I'm like, you got a point, but I was like, they're developing a story. They're developing character. It's a slow right. burn. You got to hang with it. Like you can't yeah. bail forty pages into any book. Really, you got to. It. You hope all that stuff you learned about the people comes in right. and helps at the end. Right. That's like good story writing. Like. One on one, I guess, or it could right. just be boring the whole time. And then, you know, wow, that did suck. Yeah, um, Roy's asking if it, they have it in audiobook format. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, I, they do. Pro- oh, they do. Nice. I right have on. it on my Kindle. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and anyone, if if you don't know, you can you can whatever your local library is. If you don't have a library card, you can go there and sign up, and they have uh, a digital books to read yeah. on a Kindle or just to listen to on Bluetooth on whatever you yeah. have. And so they're they're pretty they're, they're free. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I, I have a copy of it on, on, uh, what's it called? On uh, audio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the Libby, Kindle for Libby. free. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Libby, right. So yeah. there's an app, Libby and, and something else where you can. Yeah. And that, yeah. Well, through that, free. yeah, through that app, through the, through the library, we could do it like either through, yeah, a digital book or audio book. Um, I, you know, and I agree, Roy. I'm a huge audiobook listener as well, especially commuting back and forth to work, things like that, and then working in the shop. You know, when, I'm, when we're not filming, um, putting on a book. But uh, it is nice. It is nice to have a paper version of a book or have like a real version of the book. Um, and so, you know, I think for for the for the um, for the book club. We'll probably continue to do that because that's like, you know, what do we say? Maybe like six books a year or something or like seven, eight books a year. So, you know, build up the collection. And then, um, you know, what we're also thinking it might be kind of fun is for us to uh, work with some people that we know to get books and then have them like stamped and send them out to people. So when we know what the next book is going to be, we'll probably probably put out like a feeler and see if people uh, sign up and they want to be part of it. And then if they do, then we'll get like a list of people and we'll buy that many books and then send them out you know get them stamp them send out some stickers maybe some book you know bookmarks or something cool and, yeah and i it i don't think it'd ever be over 15 or 20 bucks max mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be too expensive a little bit more than probably what you could find on amazon but right um but yeah anyway so slow start i do agree yeah. with that a little bit and the format is a little i think the format to me would have been more interesting if it was just kind of traditional like I just want to hear about the story. Right. Just I don't, just I don't necessarily care about the way she's describing it. Like, it's like, right. okay. But then, so it goes through that, her, her describing it, but then the amount of detail she adds in things. Right. Because the idea is she's writing journals for her therapist. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing is why she's like sharing it. But the detail is so much so that it just goes into normal 
storytelling. Normal, normal storytelling, which yeah. no one would ever write in a journal. Right. Like various Yeah, so you have to kind of suspend that belief a little bit. <laughs> You're like, oh, now it's um, just a, someone explaining a scene. I guess that's... so, though, because she's usually writing it like... It, it obviously is a little bit more, right? I think that's her therapy is to like just to write, you know. And so she's like, "That's her brother says, just write as much as you can. That'll help you." So she's like writing. I was like, "This is kind of weird." I'm like, "Should I write about this?" Blah blah blah. Right. And yeah, it, yeah, it starts like that, but then <laughs> yeah. it's like then it, it's this really kind of intensely intense scene written as, a, yeah. as just a normal author would write it. But so that's right. okay for me. Like I could yeah. give her take like whatever. Like that's all right. Um, I t- yeah, I do like that they you know the re- they do that and then it adds in the um you know like you jump from her perspective to the perspective of her brother from the future like looking back on it and then the perspective of this like different forest rangers and then sometimes you'll get snippets from um you know experts on Bigfoot and lore and you know the scientists that talk about what is Gigantopithecus and maybe mm. their theories about how there might be a Bigfoot type creature but, around the world yeah. and I think you yeah. could have done that without her journaling, though. You could still have that at the beginning of the chapters, and that be like your right, your thing. But right, yeah. But I think that it's important to the author that he puts you in this. It, he's he's building a story that's not his writing. It's he's just he's it's an account of other people, right? Because that's the whole point. And I I kind of like it. I dig it that it's different than what we're used to. Like it's kind of fun. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, all right, so what do we think is going to happen? I think, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what I think, what I hope happens dang. is that there's, a, uh, I hope the massacre starts soon and there's some really <laughs> intense, crazy deaths. <laughs> right. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah right. Because <laughs> none of these people are that likable anyway. Yeah. Um, a right, few of yeah. them are, but they can all go. Like, I was kind of hoping the little girl would die. Oh, man. You know, like I was hoping, like that, because that would spark some some wild stuff. Like if yeah. she goes down by the cougar attack, and oh, then man. or dies a few days later, and then everything really hits the fan. Everyone's freaked out. Um, you know, the family runs to escape, and then they get <laughs> destroyed. So that's what I'm hoping happens is the the massacre starts very soon, right? Because I think there will be some really interesting, fun ways to. <laughs> all these yeah. people go down. Yeah, and obviously we know it's going to be a masker. You know, I'm right. I'm wondering, but it could that could be a little bit of a trick. They all could have been like half of them could be kidnapped, or they did say they found a lot of bodies, but yeah, maybe some have just been like taken. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, I I feel like they're leading us to uh, something that's special about the Palomino character, right? She's like very quiet, very shut off, but now she's starting to open up a little bit to a few different people. And she's mm-hmm. like, I think maybe she knows something about Bigfoot or like, maybe she has a history or something with it because <laughs> the way she's looking, she's responding to people who are like kind of starting to think about it or might be leaning toward that type of thinking. Like, I don't know, maybe she has some weird like connection or I, there's something there with that character that I think would be fun that they could do something fun with. Um, but it could also be, yeah, it could be like, you know, she's like, Oh yeah, I have this sort like, like she opens up and everyone believes her. And then like, you know, Sasquatch comes like running by and takes her like Batman from the old cartoon. Like, Whoa! Right. 
Or she's like, <laughs> blood she everywhere. thinks she can commune with it. Someone's going to go up to the thing. That's pro- that's probably a scene yeah. I think that will happen is yeah. one of the most hippie people are going to be like, they're going to approach it. And then it's, it's just, just like grab yeah. their arm like a Wookiee and just rip it off. <laughs> like a Wookiee. And everyone's going to lose it. Because none of these people are prepared for anything. You know, they don't have any weapons. They, they're right. definitely not... Um, uh, I don't think they're Second Amendment advocates. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Yeah, um, they have a... What, it's like a... Um, I guess a... Is it a kitchen knife that attached to a piece of bamboo or something? That's their yeah, spear. Yeah, like that's the... Yeah, they're not really... None of them are prepared. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> so, I'm thinking... Yeah, I just think it'll be a massacre. I think... Wasn't there... They said that there was a body they couldn't find or... Um... Maybe there was a few people they couldn't find or something. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember hearing that. But that that definitely like, I think that's you know that that gives us something. Uh, I think that opens up possibilities of what you might do, right? Oh yeah, I guess that yeah they did say that, right? Yeah, they were like hadn't found everybody. Yeah. Um, because it's hard to find people in the like in the remote wilderness or whatever. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to like see people try to flee you know and get like lost in the woods i think that might happen because they're so yeah. far out you know yeah like i feel like they're gonna get lost and then it's gonna be that typical scene of like you know you're you, like hearing things all around you um i'm excited to see like a family of bigfoot you know <laughs> <laughs> like a whole like a whole group of them that are hunting together because they're kind of also um in the book they talk about there's a theory that um Bigfoot like followed the Homo sapiens um, because at the time of the mass migration from European continent to the American continent across the Bering Strait, the Bering Land Bridge, um, that that's how you know Native Americans made it to our continent in you know hundred million years ago, and there like there's the thought that possibly. Like we, we were hunting the big game, so we were following them. And then like, we were also the game for Bigfoot. So they were following us like to get like, and then, you know, they get over here and we take over basically the continent and kill all the big, the big, like crazy creatures like the, uh, woolly rhino and the saber toothed tiger and whatever else, like all these giant things. And, uh, and then because we populated quicker than they could now they've gone into hiding but now they've gone back to their like roots of hunting you know using humans as food and they're now hunting this group (laughs) so yeah interesting it's it's fun um yeah i like it so far it's not a long book so i mean cleared through it pretty quick it's like how many pages total well yeah Um, we're at one we're at 145 uh, don't look at the ending stuff yeah, it's just like almost like two eighty two, or something. Two eighty six, so. yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. good stuff. Yeah, our first one. It's yeah. it's really strange. We're not gonna only, you know, like I said on the other podcast, we're not just gonna do weird ones like this. Maybe right. be some will be uh, biographies, some will be real stories, some will be fake, maybe some fantasy, maybe sci fi, maybe uh, war, real war stories, stuff like that. Just fun. Yeah. Nothing too heavy. Obviously, right. like, war stuff can be, but um, just something to help us figure out what we're going to read next. Hopefully, help yeah. you guys figure out what you're going to read next. 
um, and then have people to talk about it too. Um, yep. So it's exciting. Yeah, and just give us yeah like different different perspectives and different books to read and look at and. So yeah, let us know. It's the EDC book club. Hashtag that. You can hashtag the art of craftsmanship. Um, show us your book. There's been a bunch of people already who have who have ordered them and are reading them. So that's cool. Um, yeah. We're excited to build it up and have a bunch of people read the books we're reading and yeah. we'll we'll take polls and let other people choose and it'll just be a big uh, fun mess of readers um, yeah <laughs> and, that, and we'll figure know. out yeah we'll figure out what we want to do for like you know we've talked like i said talked about doing a instagram live again or maybe a youtube live or something like that but uh we'll we'll decide how we want to do that so we can actually have a group come together that maybe you know those people who uh who support us through Patreon also get access to the Discord uh, channel, which we really appreciate. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll do something there too that would could be fine, kind of fun, or you know, maybe depending on people. Like maybe if people pre-order books or something, we can give them access to Discord as well, and then we can do like a Discord chat over well, there. Yeah, kind right. of cool. So. But yeah, but no, so it's fun. Um, I like the book so far. I think it's really good. And it's also, uh, like you said, because we, we had to stop, you know, wait like a day and a half or so to record uh, that we were like both ready to move on because it's really getting good or like yeah. potential is good. So I, I, yeah, I'm excited for, for some deaths to happen because I think that's important. I'm excited for <laughs> yeah. uh, more yeah. Bigfoot to get like more interactions with it. And, uh, and I also, I'm also excited to see how they uh, get into its intelligence, right? Like, because I feel like they're gonna le- there's gonna be something that we're gonna learn about, like Bigfoot, and um, I guess the idea is that what we've kind of learned to this point is that they were they're basically running from the Rainier eruption as well, and they're so they're kind of dislodged from their homes and they're pushed out, and now they're trying to survive or whatever. So they've come across this group. It's gonna end Cut where off. the family of uh, big big feet will be uh, in the village <laughs> living in the village they will fix the TVs and the solar panels and they'll be watching uh, Netflix and <laughs> watching the news and people were like we didn't never could find that that village again <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> took it to their, their they stink so much stinks so we can't even go up there it smells like old eggs <laughs> <laughs> cool all right. Well, everybody listening, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us for this little extra bit of the um, of the EDC book club review. We'll probably revisit this in a couple weeks when we do the uh, do the ending or something. We'll talk about it on the podcast, of course, because it's fun to talk about. Um, thank you uh, all for listening. Uh, make sure you don't forget to head over to Instagram. Those of you who are on Instagram watching the live, we appreciate it. But you can follow both Devin at the Art of Camera Guy and myself at the Art of Craftsmanship and head over to YouTube. Um, and check us out there. Like we said earlier in the podcast, we did just put out the video for um, for the cutlery set, and then the two shorts on the spoon and the knife, and the, or no, the spoon and the fork. And then we have the, the third short that we'll do as well. We'll put that mm-hmm. one out too. Or to lead people back to the video and check out the long form if you want. Which is cool. <laughs> cool. All right, Dev. Anything else? That's it. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you those who are watching with us live. Appreciate it. We will talk to you all next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.